I'm Craig Kenneth, a relationship coach and a psychotherapist. Every relationship is different and every breakup is different. Work with me and you'll get professional help on your situation. And if you're in no contact, focused on personal growth, my workbook series, The Knowledge, will help you make changes like you've never made before. Available now at AskCraig.net. Hi there, I'm Coach Craig Kenneth, and in this video, I'm going to be talking to you about they want you, but they can't commit. Well, there are many times when you are dating and you're getting to know somebody and it seems to be going really well, but they don't want a relationship. One of the really frustrating things about that is a lot of times they act like they do, they will allude to it, and sometimes they will flat out tell you that's what they want. Then the next thing you know, they are completely gone, they're ghosting you, and you're trying to figure out what happened, did I do something wrong? Well, one of the things that Margaret and I have been trying to help you guys understand is how our romantic relationships are tied to our attachments to our caregivers, okay? And also how this is directly correlated with mental health. Obviously, with all of our experience and all of our education, we are always trying to provide that insight so you can see the link that most people just don't seem to grasp. But there is a direct correlation to our attachment and mental health and then our ability to be in a long-term relationship. It's all stemming from those first couple of years when we bond with our caregivers. I know it sounds crazy, and believe me, I argued with Margaret about it for years because I couldn't see the correlation, but time after time after time, it just proved itself to be true. And the more that I researched it and understood it and looked at everything, it is absolutely true. And so, what you got to understand is when you are looking for a partner and you are looking to get into a romantic relationship, if you are basing it just on the intense feelings that you have for this person, you are going to be in for a rude awakening. The fact of the matter is we are all biologically hardwired to feel that you know, sexual chemistry that we have. And let's face it, sometimes you can be around somebody and that's it. It's just right there. It's just, you can't hold back. It's, it's bubbling under the surface. You know, you get all those feelings inside of you, overwhelming you, and you just feel like, oh my God. And it's, but that's lust. Okay. And while that might help get things going and get you bonding with them, that's mother nature doing its job, it doesn't mean there's going to be anything sustainable, okay? And I find that women get so tied to how they feel with a guy that they really can ignore those red flags. Men do this too, but I feel like because women just seem so much more in tune with how they're feeling about things and men are just more logical and problem solvers that 
it can be a real struggle to overlook massive red flags when you're meeting somebody because you're just so intensely attracted to that person. So you gotta understand that if you are trying to figure out if somebody's going to be a good partner, which is really what you want. I mean, if you're just looking for flings, then, you know, you don't need to worry about what comes next. But let's face it, it's very difficult for us not to want more than a romantic relationship because it's hardwired into us to connect and to attach and to feel that is, is so hardwired into us it's very difficult to turn that off. And if people are turning it off, it just shows you how hurt they really are. So, in this video, I've got a good example of some of that intensity that I'm talking about. And you're going to see the struggles with where it's going and why it's not sticking, okay? Um, so, the couple is roughly in their early 30s and they were only dating for about three months. Now right off the bat, this is how she starts off. She says, Nick fell in love with me very quickly. Three weeks. That is a massive red flag right there because that is not love. Okay? That might be lust and an intense, you know, powerful connection. But is that really romantic love after three weeks? You barely know somebody after three weeks. You probably know hardly anything about them. Um, but, you know, Mother Nature kicks in. All of these chemicals get released. Men and women have slightly different chemicals released in us. Um, but the effect is the same. She goes on to say, I'm unsure of his upbringing. But I know he was an only child and he was bullied in school. She lost her mother when she was in middle school and she's aware that she has abandonment attachment style. I think she means to say anxious attachment style. And all of this is really covered in the workbooks, guys. And really understanding attachment is going to help you not only understanding yourself and your own mental health, but choosing good partners, being able to communicate with them, understanding what they're going through in the relationship. I go through all of these different things, and believe me, they are tough work to do. Um, so, she goes on to say, he was very into me. He was very into you sexually, and the chemistry was there, but after uh, three weeks, he hardly knows anything about you. What could he possibly know about you at that point? I would tell him that I need more time and to slow down as it made me feel very pressured and smothered. This would cause him anxiety to be upset with me. You see, the, st the stuff that I teach, the more you become aware of this kind of stuff, the more you're going to know how to act in a relationship. He seemed very jealous and insecure. Okay, now what is insecurity? Insecurity is in relation to another person, which has to do with the attachment trauma, right? The attachment issues, okay? 
if you get tons of love and affection in your early childhood and your parents are attentive and they're supportive and they're engaging and you can count on them, that is a big one, they are not, you're not going to wind up with an insecure child and thus they're not going to be insecure in their romantic relationships. So, when you see somebody that's very jealous and insecure or you're experiencing that yourself, it's because you've got attachment trauma and you've got to work through it. If you don't, it's going to keep coming up again and again and again and ruining all of your relationships. This is so important to why I tell you guys you have to do the work, actual work, not pretend work, like really do this stuff. If you want to heal, it doesn't magically happen, unfortunately. And it's not fair. Uh, I was talking to somebody today about this. It is a burden that's placed on you. And it wasn't your fault for what family you were born into. But when you become an adult, you have to deal with it. And if you want to have a good, healthy relationship, you got to work through it. After discussing, he agreed to go slow. And I explained to him that he might be feeling lust. Ah, see, she knew. But I felt like he was still rushing. I ended up having a panic attack from all the pressure from him and work, and I couldn't cope. Okay, so this poor woman is now having a panic attack over this guy. And what do I teach you guys? People often make you feel how they feel. So, that makes me wonder if he feels that intense anxiety and he feels like having panic attacks. My guess would be yes. And I can tell you, I already feel like this guy has serious attachment issues and while I wouldn't diagnose him, in the back of my mind I'm wondering if he's narcissistic maybe borderline personality disorder, one of the two it really feels like for me. There certainly seems to be some traits going on here. She goes on to say, Afterwards, I told him about my panic attack, which I never did because I freaked out and it upset him. Well, you don't want to walk on eggshells with somebody and this is a brand new relationship and you're already feeling like you can't be honest with them. Well, that's another big red flag for me. I then realized that after all of that, I felt that my feelings for him were in fact stronger than I thought and I was in love with him and I was more ready than I'd ever been. Well, what I'm thinking here is because he was so intense and you might not have strong boundaries, so that intensity just overwhelmed you. And again, he made you feel like he was feeling. A few days later, he told me that he's feeling the way I did when I had the panic attack. See? What did I say? I just said that a minute ago. People often make you feel how they feel. And now he is saying, now he is feeling the way that she did when she had the panic attack. And maybe it's just lust and not love. See, now he is using her words because she said that to him 
and maybe it sunk in for him on some level and now he's saying it back to her. He then told me that he doesn't feel anything towards me and he just wants to be friends as I kept changing my mind about my feelings and we had both talked about our exes too much. Okay, that's another red flag for me. Um, you're both talking about your exes, so you're both probably still hung up on your exes and you're not sure how you're feeling and the whole situation is just very intense. Remember, this has been only three months and that was when they stopped talking, so this is even less than that. I was very upset talking to him over the phone and begged him. We agreed to be friends. At that time, I was following a different relationship coach. Well, we won't name names, but I certainly would not recommend being friends with an ex that you're wanting to be romantically involved with. If you don't care and you really don't want to date them anymore and you just want to move on and maybe have them in your life somehow, it's a complete different story. But if you're trying to uh, be with that person in a romantic way, I would not settle for friendship. I feel that it's very manipulative and I think it's fake. And I also think that it's weak because you are settling for a situation that you're going to be unhappy with. And that's exactly what you're going to get, is being in a situation where you're unhappy. I sent him a message for closure. Boy, we really struggle with closure, don't we? We're always uh, struggling that we, we got to have some kind of closure. We don't like to sit with how we're feeling. And I went three weeks, no contact. Our conversation haven't really gotten anywhere, and he really never established a proper friendship. I have gone no contact every 30 days, and I have gone no contact four times now. When I have made contact, he would want to catch up, then bail out on me. I don't know what kind of no contact this is. You just think that resetting the 30-day clock is somehow going to magically turn this situation around? No, not even close. Okay, I think this guy has got some serious attachment issues and I think you've got a lot of anxiety yourself and you got to work on that and heal that. But uh, 30 days of no contact and then reaching out four times in a row or four times after breaking it, I mean, this just isn't going anywhere. All right. He told me he can't commit because he doesn't want a relationship but miss the fun times and wants to make more memories with me and wants to be friends with benefits, which I declined. Okay, now we're looking at a situation here where we've got a woman that is totally fallen for a guy because he has really led her on with his words. Now, if she starts to be friends with benefits with this guy, I think she's really going to be hurt and I think he's going to use her. So in this situation, I would not recommend her to do that. And I would say that ladies need to be a little bit more careful about friends with benefits than men because I think that there is just a bonding and an attachment that happens for women in this situation where they will find themselves used by men. Now, that's my opinion. 
So you can feel free to disagree with it if you want, but it's something that I see happen a lot, okay? I don't very often see women doing this to men um, and just using men for sex, okay? And then, you know, saying, oh, I want to be friends with benefits. I'm not saying it doesn't happen, but it doesn't happen like this, okay? Where I feel like somebody has got a, maybe a personality disorder and going to take advantage of a guy. I feel like it happens more for women being taken advantage from guys. So I'm glad she said no to this situation because I don't think you can trust this guy. I don't think this guy had his good intentions. I don't think it was a guy that really cared about her and was looking for something more. And he, you know, is slowly building up to a relationship. I see all kinds of red flags, like, you know, telling her he loves her after three weeks that I think he's just putting her in a vulnerable position and I don't want to see her get hurt. I like that I say all the time, I don't tell you guys how to live your life, but that's my opinion. Okay, she goes on to say, I have tried to explain to him that I believe a second try for us would work several times, but I have got nothing back. So he's not even responding to you. That's, that's showing you a lot right there. I don't know if this has to do with every 30 days that you've reached out and that he's not responding, but that tells you a lot. After Christmas, he contacted me, which I believe may have been a indirect, direct approach, as he asked me if I unfriended him on Facebook and he said that he'd always want to be my friend because I was a good chick. Really? That's what he called you? A good chick? <laughs> uh, this guy's a mess. I felt completely friend-zoned. Well, I don't think he friend-zoned you. I think he was just trying to use you for sex. So I think he's just trying to use you for an object, okay? There's a big difference. The friend zone is like when they don't want to be romantic with you. They only want to be just friends with no kind of intimacy. This is different. I think he's just trying to use you and doesn't want anything meaningful with that. And I do think this was an indirect, direct approach because, number one, he could have easily found out if you had unfriended him and number two, if he had found that you unfriended him, then he could have just said, I saw you unfriended me. I mean, unless he did it himself, which it wouldn't surprise me with this guy. I didn't unfriend him. Oh, there you go. I'm pretty sure. See, now he's got her doubting herself. He did this as an excuse just to check how he was feeling about him. Yep. See, I agree. I think he either unfriended you and tried to make it look like it was your fault. And that's reality distortion right there. And a lot of people that are struggling with their mental health will distort reality. Narcissists do this a lot. So be careful. I watched your video on being friends with an ex and I contacted him a few weeks later to tell him I could no longer be friends and I let him know if he changes his mind in the future. You see, you didn't need to do that. There was no reason to reach out and say, I don't want to be friends. He wasn't reaching out to begin with, and he wasn't being your friend to begin with. You were using an indirect, direct approach because you thought that's what you needed to do here. And had you done a coaching with me up front, I would have told you, no, you don't need to do that.
he got very upset and said that he didn't make any effort to see me because he wasn't sure if I liked him anymore as I was liking another guy's pics on Facebook. See, he's stalking you on Facebook. And not his. But he hopes it will help me move on by not being friends. He also said that I didn't appreciate the things he'd done for me enough to be his friend. He blocked me on Facebook after I unfriended him. He also blocked my number. Three days later, he unblocked me, so I reached out to him. Boy, you are all over the place with this breakup. You're doing 30 days no contact, and you're reaching out, and you've done this four times. He's up blocking you, he's unblocking you, you're contacting him. I mean, this whole situation has gone awry. Okay. Facebook because I felt bad and wanted to apologize for upsetting him. Okay, so I guess she reached out here. Uh, okay. So I reached out to him on Facebook because I felt bad and wanted to apologize for upsetting him. He opened it up right away but didn't reply. It's been a week now since no contact. I don't even know if we would call this any kind of no contact when you're constantly reaching out. And he's blocked me again. Here we go, of course. All of a sudden, I'm now blocked from all social media and pretty sure he's blocked my number too. I don't know what to do. I feel that telling him I can't be friends was a bad idea. Which you reached out to do, because you were probably trying to see if it would get his attention again. Because I agreed at first and then I decided I can't anymore after four months. All right. We never had developed a proper friendship and didn't catch up and see each other. It was just being friends on Facebook and texting every 30 days, but not progressing. Did I make a mistake? Well, there were a lot of things that I would not have recommended here. And like you said, you were following another coach who was suggesting you be friends with him. And that obviously didn't go well. Um, for a lot of different reasons, not just for that. I feel that telling me he wasn't sure if I still liked him or not was a bit of a hint as well as the possible indirect direct approach. And now I feel that I have completely pushed him away by telling him I can't be his friend. Should I try to contact him and ask why he blocked me again? No, you should not. <laughs> he blocked you. Do not reach out to him to ask him why he's blocked you. This situation has so many other issues that are going on here besides that. Um, I'm going to get to that in a minute. Am I doing the right thing here? Do you think there's a chance he'll come back or do you think he's gone now? And what do you think he's going, going on with him? I don't understand. He tells me he can't commit, but yet he's very jealous and worried about me moving on and not liking him anymore. I'm very upset I can't be friends. I'm at a weak moment, and I'm not sure where or how to progress from here. Okay, well, first of all, there are so many red flags with this guy's behavior that I would run the other way, okay? This guy does not seem emotionally healthy, mature, or secure in any way, shape, or form. In fact, I don't think there was anything you said about him that made it seem like he could do a healthy relationship in any way. Uh, he doesn't communicate. 
he unblocks you, he blocks you, you're unblocking him. The whole thing is just so unhealthy and all of this drama in less than three months. So you can see that no kind of good, healthy commitment or connection was going on here. Okay? I think it was just lust. And I think he is exhibiting some personality disorder traits, possibly narcissistic or borderline. Either way, it doesn't feel good for me and I would not recommend moving forward with this guy. And if you did, I would take it very, very slow, which I highly doubt he can do, by the way, because his anxiety is so high, I think he will constantly push and push and push to get what he wants. And he did it. And in the beginning, you were feeling smothered and trapped and it didn't feel right for you so intensely that you had a panic attack. And what did I say? He, you probably got that feeling because you didn't have strong enough boundaries and he was pushing on you. And I think that when you told him about it, he wound up getting a panic attack, which he was probably on the verge of happening uh, anyway. Um, but uh, do I think he'll come back again? Entirely possible. Um, he's all over the place and he's unblocking and blocking you. So who knows? But I don't think this is anything healthy and I would not pursue this. And if you did, I would be very, very careful. I certainly wouldn't uh, expect to get a lot more than this than maybe some intense lust and passion. But I feel like he knows how to destroy your boundaries and plow right through them. And I think you would wind up getting hurt in a situation like this. So I wouldn't recommend it, but you are an adult and you can make your own decisions. So I would just say, be careful. And if he wants to act like an adult and take his time with this, you see if you can uh, start by communication and a healthy dialogue and you know, see if you can start this again in a more reasonable way than all of this crazy intensity. But, um, you know, after three months of going through this, you're probably exhausted and it's probably taken its toll on you. So I would rethink it, uh, really focus on what you've learned from this experience and try to heal your own attachment issues because you certainly have a lot of anxiety yourself. So, of course, if you want to get my help personally, you can go to my website, AskCraig.net, sign up for the coaching option that works best for you. I do email coaching and I do Skype. Margaret is available for Skype coaching. Make sure you subscribe to the channel and check me out on the podcast. Just search for me and you'll find me on most of the major uh, podcast platforms. But that's it for this video. I'm Coach Craig Kenneth and I will talk with you soon.